listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh, it's not G'day everybody, coming up today on Footy Talk, someone's having a birthday. Yes, and I've got a new segment that I can't wait to show you. I actually heard the greatest one-liner <laughs> ever to grace this earth. I want to bring up the um, bring it up with Woodsy, see if he can confirm this story. Can't wait. Welcome everybody, it's Footy Talk on the Listener app, a commitment to the NRL uh, right across the year, every day talking something. But the difference between this, well, with this podcast is we've got two current NRL players and of course one bloke that played 246 games off the bench for the Waterloo Waratahs. But let me introduce you to the real NRL stars, Wade Graham, welcome to you. Thank you Maroon, I'm actually not playing all that much at the moment, no. uh, currently still suspended, so I'm into my second week of four. Mm. On the sideline, and um, you know, after that fourth week, we actually have a buy as mm. well. So, tell you what, I'd like to have a greyhound like you. You can find an urn. You're uh, you're out of the box. You're working at Fox. You're can, working can at Channel Nine. Can he? What? One Triple of the He's just he just will not die wondering, as well, my dear old know, dad would say. Yeah, you know, this time of year, everyone's really focused on the footy, playing playing well, getting their start to their season going, and they don't like to do the extra stuff on the side. However, because I've come up with <laughs> Some unforeseen free free time. I think everyone's just said, "Oh well, we'll get him away. Yeah. We'll get him now." Mm. And look, it's a little bit of a uh, a birthday special because um, our big fella here, Woodsy's birthday uh, last or yesterday, mate. Happy birthday! Appreciate it. Thank you, Maroon. What did you? Any good presents? I got a pair of Crocs. Right. Okay. Well, that's yeah. well, that's good. Yeah, but uh, my kids got a pair as well. So my missus sort of got three for the price of one, and <laughs> I don't right. wear them. Mm-hmm. Well. Did you have dinner with your family? Or? Yeah, no, I had uh, mum, my sister, and uh, in-laws come over. Right. And we had like a – so normally every year my mum gets a Freddo cake. Right. Because you know I do like my, you know, Coco Pops. <laughs> yeah. so I like the really simple things. Yeah. yeah. But this year uh, my beautiful wife Sarah made a smash cake for me. Right. What, yeah. What's a smash cake? Tell us. Uh, the name sort of says it all. You get a uh, sort oh, of like right. a – a you're going to be a smart and you, and ass now, yeah, are you? you get a and hammer that's all <laughs> and you smash it and there's like all lollies inside. Oh, young fella would have loved, loved that. Loved it. Yeah. But there's actually Rocky Road was inside. Right. Wow. So this is, she went a bit of effort. I was proud of her. Yeah. Are yeah. you familiar with this, Wado, the smash cake? I have seen them, yes. Right. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, when's, when's your birthday, Maroon? April 26th. Oh, mm. That's after Anzac Day. I'll get Sarah to make you a smash cake. Oh, you don't oh, have to do that. I'll, wow. I'll ask her myself, That's what we do mate. on this podcast. Yeah, we look we, after we, each other. We're one team, one dream yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. Look out for Wado and Woodsy's world tour coming up at season's end. Now, plenty <laughs> to talk about in footy. Let's rip into it. On Sunday, of course, we saw the Tigers lose their second game. So they've been beaten by the Titans and the Knights. It's been an awful start of the season. A, a lots and lots of different angles. I really did enjoy watching the game. A, a very gutsy effort, I thought, from Newcastle. The Jackson Hastings and Tommy Talau thing. It all came to pass when Jackson Hastings hit Tommy Talau high leading into a what could have been a try. And then on the back of that, fellas, there was um, an issue between Jackson Hastings, Tommy Talau, and Clem come over the top and was a little bit of um, unfriendly banter on the sideline. So I'm going to just throw it over to you blokes before I play you some audio. That sort of thing. For people like me who just sit on the on the other side of the fence, watch the game, we wonder how long that goes on. Do we leave that on the field? Does it carry on? Oh, for me, I think it's just what he said there on the field over that white line. You, 
you leave it there. As soon as you go back in the shed, I'm sort of thinking about what we did wrong in the field. I couldn't care less. You know, obviously, Hastings has probably got under their skin. You know, he's a, a former Tigers player. The rep that he had there probably wasn't the, the greatest rep, you know, from, from the club. And Clemmer had a swap with, with Hastings. So, obviously, Clem went to Tigers. Hastings went to Knights. And from what I heard, I think Hastings was just apologizing to Tommy Talao because he got involved in that in that moment where where Tommy scored. Oh, it, I think, yeah, Tommy went to score a try and then the ball popped out the back mm. and um, the, the center scored. But I think he was just apologizing to him. And then just obviously he had a moment. Tommy sort of pushed him to get away and then, you know, Clem's just grabbed his teammate. I think if Clem had his time again, he'd probably just grab Tommy and just take him straight up the sheds and, yeah. instead of letting an altercation happen. But, mate, we've been around long yeah. enough, you know. If something happens on the field, you leave it there. You don't really carry on. And, look, I've spoke to Clem. He, he goes, mate, look at nothing against him. You know, I was just trying to get my mate. And, you know, a couple of words were said, but we moved on straight away. Yeah, I think in that environment, like what you said, like tempers flare a little yeah. bit. And particularly at the end of the game, right at the end of the game, if the game hasn't quite gone your way or – as, as we just said, the frustrations there, the emotions still in it. You don't see it happen too often, but it certainly has happened in the past. I think I've had a run-in with Clem, actually. Yeah, the, uh, Sharks-Bulldogs. Yeah, Sharks-Bulldogs after the game, just because you care so much about the yeah. contest. And, like, it's a contest. Everything out there is mm. a contest, whether it's a tackle or a run. Yeah, you a, are getting – But at what moment, Wado, I think – Blokes like us on the hill again would like to know when is that over? Oh, I think once you're in the sheds yep. and you know you have it, you know, like you settle down. Because that, that that literally happened right on, yeah. on the end of the game, so they're still pumped up, the adrenaline's yeah. still going. It's when you get in the sheds, you sit down, you go, "Oh, mate, what do I just do?" Yeah, and they're playing hard at the yeah. end to try and steal a victory, right? So mm. there was a lot on the line um, for the Tigers and and the Knights, and it went down to the wire. I know they were pushing hard, obviously. Yeah, Knights with twelve men too. And, and um, imagine how Hastings would have been like, just yeah. like. You know, there's a little bit of chirp on the – we don't know what was said during the game. Yeah. And, mate, him to go back to his old club at Leichhardt Oval, yeah, he would have been flying. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, just in the heat of the moment, that exactly. stuff happens. But once mm. like, once that moment's over, as Woody said, once you're off the field in the sheds, you calm down a bit and it's good to go. Perhaps Jackson Hastings was – I mean, he probably was surprised to be let go by the Tigers, given the impact he had on a dismal season last year. But as soon as he arrived, they'd won a couple of games. Yep. He obviously had a great relationship with Michael Maguire, who was the Tigers coach then. In fact – uh, at the end of the game, I was watching. Uh, Vo- I was watching the Fox coverage, and Jackson Hastings said this: oh, "Just hang in there, coach. Mate, that's why I love being coached by Michael Maguire. Tough, steel mindset. The game's turned into an attacking game, but coaches like Adzi, Madge, stuff, uh, tough, steely mindset is what wins games. The best teams in the comp that win every year are the best defensively." I like that. Do you, you know what I got out of that? Mm. He's mentioned Madge a couple of times. Yeah. Do you think that's a little bit of a? <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, I think it is. And to Venge. But I wonder, it really is passive-aggressive and... I'm trying to say complete opposite of what sheenzy has been trying to bring into the club yeah. this year. Mm. So he's probably a bit filthy that he got moved on. But look, he got a, I think he got a couple-year deal up in Newcastle, didn't he? Yeah, I think he's probably entitled to have a little bit of a chip oh, on his shoulder because, as you said, Maroon, he was playing well from last yeah. year. He did mm. make a difference. Um, mm. I know he, had, he got in. And they got the win. Yeah, and I know he got... Yeah, so after the <laughs> yeah, game, he entitled to... Throw a little bit of a um, dart. And to be fair, he's been around, so he knows what it takes. You know, he's been at the Roosters, who are obviously a very successful club in his time. So when he's talking about that defense side of things, it's, it's true. Like, the stats do not lie in the NRL. You need to be in the top defensive yeah. clubs if you want to compete for a title. It's just, that's just reality. Yeah. So he says, he's, he's saying the right things, but yeah, there was a, there was a little bit in that for mm. sure. A couple of HIAs to come out of that game. It was a gutsy win for the Newcastle side. And, boys, this week on Triple M, I'm sure one of you are calling it with me, Knights and Dolphins, Friday 6 o'clock game. What about those Dolphins, eh? Yeah. Another win, top Blind. of the table. Mm. 
We don't want to get carried away though, do oh, we? Oh, can we? Can we? Can we? You know what? Actually, now that you said it, waiter. Remember, remember the yeah, bloke, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. host of this show. Are we getting carried away with the Dolphins in round one? Well, mate, well, it's champion, only round what's two. Happened round two. Well, I mean, that's only round two. The odds are against saying them. To you, mate, you they know? were down what, twelve nil or twelve two, I think, at what one stage. Couple, actually, on that game, a couple of those thin bits. Oh, don't. Mate. Oh, mate. Oh, the Sean O'Sullivan. Did Sean O'Sullivan even make contact with? That was lucky to be a penalty, let alone a sin bin. Even Hudson Young's sin bin. That wasn't a sin bin. I could understand that maybe a little bit more yeah, that, because he was in a try-scoring situation. But normally we just see six again there. But Sean O'Sullivan is turning around. Yeah, I know. That was crazy. That honestly, way. Wade, it's like you can't even touch a person after they kick a ball now. And just because – you know what I found funny? So that was a penalty in a sin bin. And then Gutho against Jesse Ramian on, on Friday night was nothing. Yeah, Gutho just on. got a HIA. Yeah. Which I think is the right call for that one. But I just think the Sullivan one was – Diabolical. Yeah, strange, that one. That's your what mates about- in the bunker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, I need your glasses. Well, that wouldn't help. They're sitting in front of a bigger <laughs> screen. Wait, oh, I only ask because of your history with it. The Kalen Ponga yeah. Yeah. lights out. He missed pretty much the entire game. He had a history with that sort of thing. And he's had, I, I think he's had three or four in the last yeah. year. It wasn't a particularly good one. It's particularly how Papa Lee sort of just turned and hit him flush yeah. on the chin, and he was out before he hit the ground. So that is a bit of a worry. But only Kalen knows, right? Only Kalen knows how he's really feeling. This is there's a lot of external pressure. What do you have to go through, Wade? Because you've been you missed back into the yeah. year. Where I got to, I had three right in the space of maybe fourteen weeks, yeah, fifteen remember, yeah. weeks. That and Roosters I, one was the last one, wasn't it? No, nah, Penner. Oh, Penner got the knees. Oh, that's yeah, right. Knees, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, low tackle got the knees. Jennings, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So all, like speaking to the doctors and that, there was no timeline. They don't put a timeline on you really because there's not enough. Every every case is individual, right? Mm. It's all different. Every hot, every head knock is different. But what I got out of it the most after having a bit of a break was that you just need to sort of break the cycle and restart, like reset. So like sitting down and thinking about that, how, how do I break the cycle? How do I break the cycle? Like what's the right length of time? And I was like, well, the only way that I knew I could do it was to have the rest of the season off. Like sit the season out, which was, I think it was – there was maybe 10 games to go, so mm. there was still a decent chunk of the season to go. And I knew, well, you know, there's 10 weeks or 11 weeks or say three months. There's yep. three months. Then we have, you know, eight or nine weeks over Christmas. Sorry, before we come back from preseason, so there's another two months. Then we have, I spoke to Fitzy and he said, don't worry about any contact till post-Christmas. So there was another two months. So I knew, right, if I gave myself six months, seven months to completely get away from the contact, just... I had like eight weeks of zero training. I mean, the missus went away with the kids. We spent a lot of time away. And then um, when the game actually moved north to Queensland, the year COVID year. You didn't come. I didn't come. I stayed at home. So I was actually completely disconnected from the game. And then Mm. I started doing a little bit of training with Kevin McInnes who came across with his ACL. And then the harder I started training and the more fitter and healthier I got, the better I was feeling, which was slowly gave me that confidence you know, that I was getting better and I was I was I was feeling good. So but yeah, you just need to break the cycle. And it looks to me, I know Kalen's just had a big break, right? So I don't really know where he sits and what advice he's getting. But the biggest thing for me that I found was I, I knew I needed to break that cycle. And the only way I did was having that extended period, not just away from footy, but even away from training. I just mm. completely just shut it down for like eight weeks. When you got back into the contact side of things, did you do you think when – you know when you're going to make a tackle now, do you think, oh, maybe I should go high, I shouldn't go low? A hundred percent. I definitely tell myself not to dip my head and, and yep. go low around the hips anymore. You know, in the game, you can't always help it. Sometimes you just got to make the tackle, right? You just got to get there. But yeah. even though – you know, even when I make those tackles, I'm yep. conscious of it, right? I'm like trying to keep your head out of the way or yep. 
next time, if you get in that situation, try and stay high. Try and stay high. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm telling Don't myself, yeah, I'm telling myself, you know, throughout the game, stay high, stay high. So, and then Kalen now, he's gone from making. Yeah, he's know, in the front line. Yeah, he's gone from making three or, four. three or four tackles a game to making 25. And he's going to be targeted for sure. He's mm. the best attacking mm. weapon. He's going to be targeted in. in yeah, you um, got you got to make him tired. So he's making 25, 30 tackles a game now. Mm. So. Mm. And, and especially with the head knocks now, team's going to go at him even oh, more. Oh, 100%. Because so, he's going to be wary of how he's going to make his tackles. He just needs to, like, the biggest thing again is it's up to him. Only he knows how, he's, how he feels. He's got to get the right advice, take in a lot of, like, advice and opinions, but he needs to sit down and, and feel how he feels himself because yeah. only he really knows. Uh, but it's disappointing to see. He's, he's obviously one of the most talented players oh, in the yeah. NRL and people love to watch him play. So yeah. hopefully he bounces back and we see him back out on the field when he's ready. They have seemed to, though, just has just come to mind, have uncovered something in that young fullback they got now, that Lockie Miller. It goes all right, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah. Well, obviously, I saw first yeah. hand. We had him mm. at the show. It's like a little pocket rocket, eh? Like Mate, he, just... he moves fast. Yeah. He moves fast. I think. So we got him down as um, Fitzy and Moon signed him as a bit of a risk, right? A bit of an unknown. He played sevens for Australia in the rugby. So he's obviously a good athlete, but it was a bit of a risk. And I didn't, he didn't really know what position he was going to play. There was, he did a bit of in the halves and did a bit of fullback. He did a bit in the centers in the preseason. Yeah, as he started playing in that fullback role, like especially in the, the New South Wales Cup, he was braining it, right? He was one of the best players <laughs> yeah. in the whole competition. And he, and he got his opportunity with us when Will was injured and he brained it in first grade as well. He's just a dynamic ball carrier. When he brings the ball back, Obviously, with that space, used to the 70, he most likely always beats the first defender. Yeah. And I, I actually recall uh, in games running, when he got the ball and he's bringing it back, I just felt confident, like, he's going to bring this ball back, you know, and start our sets off well. So, yeah, he's a tremendous player. And it's funny, he's, he's had just a great transition across. He's, well, he's a bit he's, older, isn't he? He's a bit older, so yep. and he's a bit more experienced. Like, it, was, it was a funny debut when yeah, he got his jersey older. because he's represented Australia yeah. in sport, <laughs> yeah. right? So then he's getting this debut, but we all sort of looked at him and, respected him as a, almost a first grader yep. already instead of like the yeah. other way when it's your first game, come on, mate, we'll look after you. Like, just keep it simple. We're like, get out there, man, and kill it. So, Shows what you got, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, he's a good fella too. So he was still learning the finer parts of fullback, obviously the, the defensive work, um, the numbers, getting the splits, communication. Like, he's still learning that part of the game. So he's he's on an upward, like upward trend for sure. Mm. Now, this is, of course, the uh, birthday special of uh, Wado, Woodsy, and Maroon being uh, Woodsy's birthday. How old did you turn yesterday, Woodsy? 32. Wow. Getting up there getting now, old, aren't you? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a good Woodsy story, actually. I need to be oh, I, I please, need, I need please. it confirmed. I need Go it confirmed. Go for your life, yeah. One. I learned the other day, Maroon tipped me up mm. about one of the greatest one-liners you've oh. ever used <laughs> and I wanted to confirm if this was true and yes. if you could give me an example of know. what it is I already know can you tell me <laughs> no, you, how you force and unforced no, can, can I tell you how it started that day <laughs> so so we've gone down to Melbourne and I had to do an interview with the it was a Dead Set Legends yes yeah and we were just sitting in the airport and I was yes. just talking mm. and I was like, yeah, Melbourne they need you know Cameron need to go down there and get down there and enforce some unforced errors <laughs> And look, I didn't think much of it, and I was just like, okay, yeah, blah blah blah. And then, and then I said it again when we we're doing the commentary in the game. <laughs> Old mate, his ears just pricked up, and then mate, he's just going, "What did you say?" And then I, I, I had to think about what I just said, and I was like, "Oh no!" Wait, and he hasn't let me live it down the whole time. He yeah, said it yeah. during the coverage on the weekend. <laughs> oh, and I lost it. I started yeah, losing it. You, yes, oh, outstanding. Mm. Well, uh, we, because it is your birthday, Woodsy. Yes, mate. Um, we're going to give you your own segment, and in radio, that in radio, Beautiful. like if, if we were a bikey club, this is like getting your 
the patch My on patch your back. Oh, this right. is massive right. to get your own segment. The Front Row Forum. Oh, what a name. Woodsy, and the first topic will be Joseph Swali'i, well, who we love. We watch him play on the weekend. Yeah. He's such a standout talent. Why is Joseph Swali'i different to Teddy Tedesco? No, well, the reason why I want to talk about this is because he's copping a lot of flack at the moment with is he pushing Tedesco out? Look, I personally don't think he is. He's extended his time at the, at the Roosters knowing that Tedesco is going to be there. He wants to learn. I, I've heard from sources that he wants to learn. At the moment, he's got a really good running game, Swali. You know, he's probably gets himself in a little bit of trouble with his high knees, but that's just his stride. He's got he's got to learn. Yeah. He's got to learn how to use his body. But the one thing that is different to, to Swali and Tedesco is, and Wade, I will tell you, a really good fullback can adjust numbers in the defensive line. It's not just what they do with attack with the ball. It's what they do off. They can create extra number where Teddy slots himself in the defensive line if he can put himself in the line and create an extra number on the open, which teams look at. They're always looking at – they're trying to count numbers on either side of the ruck, which way we go. Teddy and, – and nine times out of ten, Teddy slots himself in the right position. Right, right. Well, Teddy made three tackles on the weekend and they were all tri-savers. Perfect. And, like they were all tri-savers. And, and that's not a fluke. He does no, that every no. week. He puts himself in the right position every time. But the other reason why I bring this up is Swali makes their line break on the weekend. He goes through the line. A lot of people are saying he's a selfish kid. He didn't pass on the inside. Didn't. But my thing for Swali, he's a young kid. He breaks the line. He doesn't look for support, which when experience comes and over the years when he does – you know, a bit it makes older a lot, and slower. Yeah, and older and slower. You, you, you've been in those situations. The first thing you do is look for support. Whereas if you watch the replay, it looks like that he's completely brushed Teddy back on the inside. But what he's done is he's backed himself to get there in the corner. And then obviously he throws the flick pass. He goes the, the, the real long way and the hard way about it. But through that experience, he's going to learn. And Teddy, mate, I had Teddy at the Tigers. He wasn't as good as he is now back then. He was always showed so much potential, so much talent. But, yeah, he got the numbers wrong a lot of time. Uh, we, we'd rely on him to make line breaks, but he wouldn't look for support. Now as he's an actual team man. He takes play four carries. He gets quick play of the balls, and that's what Swali's going to learn. So I'm praising this kid. I love watching Swali play. He's one of my favorite kids. But to compare him to Tedesco and say he's pushing Tedesco, I think that's complete false, that statement. I think he's he's loving being there and learning under James. Mm. Okay. That's, that's what I wanted to get out. Well, I love this new segment. And Swali'i, if you're listening by chance. I'm just, a big fan of Swali'i. Yeah. And one thing Woodsy would like to say is whatever you do, mate, don't force any unforced yeah. errors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Can now, I trademark that? A way to brought up a really good point. I yeah. need to trademark that trademark saying. That, oh, I'm sure we'll get more Because I want to charge you. you every time you use that. No, <laughs> I might trademark <laughs> and charge you every time you use it, and I'll make a million. Uh, let's take a break with uh, Wado Woodsy and Maroon on Footy Talk. We'll come back. We'll talk expansion and uh, – the beautiful thing about this podcast, two current NRL players, as I said, so we can talk about their clubs, and we'll do that next. <laughs> Footy Talk, Wado, Woodsy, and Maroon, just taking a look at some of the big issues that have uh, been around the uh, game. And it's something that always interests me, even as a young bloke, is when they talk about NRL expansion, when we get a new team. I'm very interested in a new team, where that new team would be how that new team recruits, how long it takes for that new team to become consistently competitive. Now, talk over the weekend about the competition blowing out to 20 teams. Just a couple of things that I've underlined, which I'll toss up to you blokes to talk about. The first one is, I mean, none of this is set in stone. This is just all, you know, as they'd say, just tossing it around. So the talk is we're 17 teams now. We go to 20 teams in the next five, seven years, I guess. So are, are we jumping straight to 20, not going 18 19, 20? Well, I don't know. But when I was a young man, say 26, 27, we went straight from 16 to 20. Yep. And it was a real player drain, which is something we can discuss. So if we were to go straight from 17 to 20, 
I, I assume though the way they're looking is to get another club in and then two more. So yep. two stages. Yep. The first thing is here though, it says here a Pacifica club based full time in Cairns playing premiership games in Samoa, Tonga, and Papua New Guinea. Love it. No, I, I think this is the this can never work. Why is that? This our game is tribal. We see how much trouble we have with merged teams trying to work. And what now we're going to have a club that represents, let me see here, one, two, three, four different nations. I mean, this can never work. So, why, why can't it work? Well, it can't work. Not because, with that attitude, that's for no, sure. Okay, so you're so not negative. Yeah, man. So hang on. <laughs> so you've got a team in Tonga, but it's based in Cairns, but it's also the team in PNG. It's also the team in Cairns. It's also in Tonga. It's also in I uh, think, Samoa. But, but I it's think, ridiculous, I think mate. for the game to have a Pacific side, I think they do it in the rugby union. They've got one of those, I don't know what it's called, but our game is dominated by Pacific of, of, of nature people. I think for us to grow it, we need to expand in those areas. And and the best thing for those, thing, for those teams, yeah, they're based in Cairns, but they're going to be taking games to Samoa, to Tonga. Look how good they are going on the international it level. It will never work. Samoa, it will never Samoa work. versus Australia mm. in the final. Tonga's beat Australia. They beat England. P&G have beat England. The, the game's growing. We want it to expand. What Do you want our game just to be Australia? We already see, Woodsy, issues with your club trying to represent two areas that are yeah. only 50 kilometres apart. This is a thing that's going to represent four but countries. But two previous clubs that have already been in the NRL. So okay, These so what happens? Haven't been in there before. They're just nations. So what if you're over there in Tonga? Oh, I can't wait for my team to come over here twice a year. They would die to have. <laughs> they'd die to have one game imagine a year. Kids. Imagine how. Imagine, yeah, ma- imagine, imagine, imagine Wade Graham. Imagine Caelan Ponga. Imagine Cameron Munster rocking up to Samoa and all these kids who've only watched these blokes on TV hmm. get to get a first hand. Imagine the community work they'd do throughout the week with all these little towns in Samoa, Tonga. Pup, mate, I've been to Papua New Guinea five times. Got, it's one of the best yeah, experiences yeah, I've ever had. Okay, it's, then give them a team. Would well, that's what I'm then saying. Give them, give them a, a team. team. Don't give them a quarter of a team they've got to share with Samoa. And, but that's how we got to start it off. Oh, mate, well, maybe, okay. Maybe the expansion, there'll be a team in every Pacific Island. You, you never know. Well, exactly. okay, then give them all a team. But you can't give them one team to share. Okay, all the lunatics on an NRL club board all the factions, what's this going to be like? Yeah, some of well, them are in Samoa. Some of them are in Papua New Guinea. Well, why, can't, why can't we show love? Everywhere? I've showed love to four clubs, mate. <laughs> mate, I know you <laughs> have. I know you have. You're a Cronulla great. We <laughs> yeah. all know that. You played six Bulldogs and a half great. games there. there for 12 minutes. Oh, that's right. That's where you, yeah. <laughs> I think I love expansion. I love the talk of mm. expansion. I think, you know, in those meetings and, you know, long-term goals, I think we should always push the boundaries and always look to grow mm. and have lofty aspirations. But you summed it up. A little bit, right? It's all about the execution and who does it. That's what you need. Like you need to make sure whoever's in charge of the expansion team, the administrators who run the actual club and the business of the club, you need to make sure they're properly vetted so it's financial. Like Redcliffe have been. Yeah, financially viable and it's just not in and out and it's not run poorly, right? Because if it's run poorly, well, it becomes a drain on the game and it brings the other club. Then then we're in trouble. So it all comes down to the execution. And I think, you know, having Redcliffe come in this year – it's a great sort of inside run, inside rails run to have a look at, you know, problems they face. They probably had 12 months to build a roster, was it? 18 months they to need, build a yeah, roster? I, I, personally, I thought they I'm needed longer. Yeah, yeah I, see? I so, yeah, they, so we've learned a lesson already, right? Yeah. If there's going to be an expansion team, they need minimum two years to put put a roster together, right? And then you just keep looking at Redcliffe as, as you know, they're going through things yeah. now. You're going to have a look at areas they struggle in or, you know, hiccups they've come across, you know, while they're putting together their first season. So, and you look – an experienced coach like Wayne Bennett, yeah. obviously the right man to do the job. He's 
start of the season as good as you can start it. Uh, he's introduced, you know, he's been able to, although there was talk around not being able to get a marquee player, they've managed to get a great forward pack Kofusi. with a lot of experience. Mm. And unearth, you know, that Katoa, the young kid yeah, who's yeah, playing, he's yeah. been brilliant in his first yeah, two games. Yeah. So what you need to do is just make sure you get the right people in doing the right jobs with All the right. expansion. Well, let me ask you this then. Obviously, you're going to um, just disagree with me on this. Okay, you both are. Okay, let's just say, righto, we're going to have this club, Pacifica, that represents Samoa, Tongwa, Papua New Guinea and plays out of Cairns. First of all, the Cowboys are going to say, hang on, you're playing out of Cairns. Secondly, could you, South Sydney already play out of Cairns. Could, could, you, imagine, could you imagine yeah. trying to agree on a jumper or a name for different nations? With respect, this idea, it is beyond Burko. It it's depends. Buddha. If they if they come into it as the Bears, because I read the Bears are trying to well, do I'll something to with that. them. Yeah. So they go with the red. What's, but this is the other why one. Is this, why, are you, why do you make out like everything's because such a big decision it's so because hard? Because it is, mate. Because rugby league's a tribal game. That's why when Shark Park is full, when Souths play Cronulla. That's why the, the Dolphins have got great support and the Cowboys have got – now, this is the other one, Norths. Yep. Norths want to come back into the comp. So whoever sticks their hand up and says we want to have a team, Mars could say we want to have a team in Mars. The Bears will go, okay, let's merge with Mars, but we want to play four games at North <laughs> Sydney Oval. So you're in Perth trying to get – a franchise. I thought we're in Mars. No, we'll say we're in Perth. I thought we were right? in Cairns. Sorry. Right? You're in Perth, okay? And the Bears want to franchise with you and want to merge with you in Perth. So you're the Perth guy. You go, well, mate, why do I want to play four games at North Sydney Oval? The kids in Perth have never heard of the North Sydney Bears. If they want to be the Bears, let them be the Bears in Perth. The North Sydney Bears, as we know them in the NRL, it's but, over. But we've, but we've already got teams that take games away. Like, I think, wait, did you take one to Coffs yeah, Harbour? Tigers yeah. take the Tamworth. I think they've taken a couple to New Zealand this year. Why right. can't they take games to North Sydney? Well, they can take one. Especially if, if North Sydney are giving a share, a percentage of what they uh, own uh, to the club. Woodsy, I'm saying, okay, that's all good for you if you're 57 years old like me and you watch the Bears play for 50 yep. years. But you're in Perth. Oh, we're getting an NRL team. Okay, well, I'm sort of interested. But what, they're going to play four games in North Sydney? It's It's Beggars believe. Well, you know what, Maroon? We nonsense. need you in the room with these administrators yes. when they're coming out yes. with this. So you can just he'll point out all the issues. He'll only come and we'll he just learn to work around it. That's how we work. We'll learn to work around As long as you know that. As long as you know that. And we're all here to make a quid, aren't we? Are we all? Forcing an unforced error. Yes, oh. indeed. So in, you, you guys are obviously. Um, I love it. I, yeah, I'm I love pro, it too. I'm pro expansion. Yeah, like, I am It needs too. to be thought about deeply yeah, 100%. and executed right. As it was with the Dolphins. Perfect. 100%. But I don't even think it was thought as strongly with the Dolphins. I think they, like Wado said, they've got to learn from the lessons what we've stuffed up with the Dolphins in, in saying if we're going to give them a side, we need to give them a couple years' notice so they can Absolutely, build the roster. Yeah. But this North Bears thing, like you have to see it from the team they want to merge with point of view. So like, would you want to see them at North Sydney Oval? No. Like, North, I'd love would you to want to see, see them, North Sydney Bears? I would love to see them be in the Norse jumper with the bear playing in Perth. Yep. That's you know, fair enough. That's, that's fair enough, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so you want expansion now? I want expansion done right. I think the Dolphins right. thing was done so well. Yeah, yeah. it was. It you was. Know? Um, all right, guys, the latest from the Sharks and the Dragons camp. Obviously, the Dragons had a win over the weekend against the uh, the Titans. You know um, what? But remember, what were you saying to me the week before? Um, you can't lose to the Titans. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I just want to put this scenario to you both, right? Uh, many years ago, I was on, on here at Triple M, yes. right? And they came to me and said, you're not on the day anymore. 
we're changing the lineup. You're still here, but you're more or less on the bench. Yep. And survey was coming up, and I really hoped that they weren't bad in the survey. <laughs> and I was wondering if you were having those thoughts yesterday. Not at all. Not at all. Because I was wondering. Now, nah, a lot of people go, oh, you'll probably death riding them. I said, why would I be death riding them? That's, that, they're my best mates that are playing. And if we lost that game, Jesus, we would have had some scrutiny after that game. It was such a, a relief to get that win because no one's talking about Dragons this week. Yeah. It's, it's funny because it, the spotlight went from, I think it was Newcastle round one, Dragons round two, Tigers round three. Mm. It's just, it's a, it's a funny game. You, you never know. I think Wade has said it before. You're never going as good as you think and you're never going as bad as you think. Yeah. Well, I just think you might do a Tonya Harding on one of those. <laughs> mate, going down the What's F- a Tonya Harding, mate? Oh. I, was, I wasn't born. So oh, I right. it. You know, you that's the. You see the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you could be driving down the F6 in your um in your Rockdale Mazda and take somebody <laughs> out. Filthy Phil. Taking somebody out <laughs> off the F6. But so anyway, they got a win. And they came from behind. Yeah, I was, I was very pleased with the boys because there was a position in that game, you know, we are down 12-2. And a lot of people would have been writing us up going, oh, here, the Dragons again, you know, it's the form they've carried on from the Charity Shield. But the boys dug deep, you know. It's it's, it's a funny thing, Rugby League. You, we stuck to what we knew we've been doing right this whole preseason. It didn't come off for us in the first 10 to 20 minutes, but we knew if we could stick to our game plan, you know, hold the possession of the ball, which we did, we completed higher than 80%. That's what wins your games in these early rounds. And it got to the point in the second half where Titans kept turning the ball over. We got good opportunities and the boys were outstanding. The defense, they, you know, they come under a bit of pump early on in that in that first half. Yeah, we did let two tries in and, you know, two outstanders, we weren't happy with it because we, we, we videoed that all week. But it was the reaction after that. Yeah. You know, wait, I'll tell you, if you're not getting a reaction from those sort of situations in your game, that's when you, you start thinking, where are we at as a mm. side? But because we got the right reaction and, like I said, yeah, things on the field weren't going well, but what we were trying to achieve, we knew we were doing the right thing, and it's just the execution let us down. So um, it's it's a massive boost. But in saying that, yeah, we got the win against the Titans. We're coming up against red hot Brisbane Broncos this week, so they are looking good. To they're, mate, they're flying, yeah. and, and they're probably one of the top sides with you know with Manly uh, at the moment. So we'll find out where we're at this weekend. All right, Sharkies, it was, it was a good, entertaining game in that it was uh, seesawing. <laughs> yeah, if you're a neutral, you would yeah. love to watch the game. We it was, caught it. it was yeah, amazing. yeah. It was, yeah. I'll tell you what, it was a roller coaster in that coach's box. <laughs> yeah, wow. Isn't that Ken- Will Kennedy's a star? Yeah, isn't he, he's mate? good. Will. he's actually you know I know he's called the hat trick and it was real. Um, you know, that was an eye-catching moments, but a couple of his defensive efforts too. One yeah. time he came out and actually went at Mike, uh, Mike, Mike Seaver. Mike Seaver? Yeah, Mike Seaver. Yeah. Will actually committed to him and come off the trial line and he, he ended up missing him, but he did enough that it allowed our other players to get around him and that's what you need. We talked about Parramatta had a lot to play for. They're a bit of a challenge, Parramatta too, because they play a different style to a lot of other NRL teams. They play a lot off their second phase. Yep. So it's hard to plan you know, your defensive system around that because you just don't know where everyone's going to be, right, when that offload happens. They got a, had a bit of success early. Um, they went up 10-0. Uh, and our boys showed plenty of spirit to come back and get into the lead. And then that we actually lost the lead again, didn't we? So it was a seesaw yeah. game. A couple of big moments, I think, from uh, Ronnie in the, in, the, in the second half. He took that intercept. intercept yep. And then obviously Will scored the play yeah. after. And then he went Catch. up that kick try and just a one-on-one contest, just got it. You know, so he came up big for the draw. I think our whole left edge, actually. So T. Wilton was outstanding oh, defensively. Yeah. Moyes had a great game, um, particularly after the round one. He wasn't happy with his game. Yeah, defensive. Yeah, well, that whole edge, they yeah. really improved. And then Sif and Ronnie on the end, we just spoke about. Um, so they, it was, a, it was, you know, they were really good for us. They come up large for us, that left edge. So happy, again, like Woodsy said, happy to get the two points overall. That's what you need this time. You need to mm. bank some points away, bank some wins. Yep. Because, you, 
you know, no team's playing at their best. We're still trying to iron out some creases and work out some kinks. So to be able to get the two points in a highly contested game, you know, and look at the video and work on some work on some stuff is yeah, is the most happy, like, pleasing thing. We talk about moments in games right away, though. Jesse Raymond at the end of the game. Oh, what are you thinking when he makes the line break with a minute to go? Oh, sorry, a great defensive read. Yeah. Picks up a loose ball, flies away, yeah. and then tries oh, to... like, kill the game. Go down, kill it, <laughs> yeah. kill it, kill it. Yeah. Yeah. And he ran out. All right, boys, we have to leave it there. Uh, happy birthday to you, Woodsy. Appreciate it. Thank you. I think you. if we've learned one thing about you, you're you're ingrateful. Your family got your Crocs and you don't like Crocs. <laughs> Surely a new wallet. I'm going to yeah. buy a new wallet. Mate, boys, nothing wrong with a wallet, boys. The Velcro does the job. <laughs> yes. From 2005. Beautiful wallet. You'll see it soon on eBay. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week on Footy Talk. Listener.